Hello, and welcome to Karaoke Theory. I'm your co-host, Justin Falcone. On today's episode, we speak with Ali Lopez, a trained professional singer as well as karaoke enthusiast, about taking ownership of songs and why we seem to hate quote-unquote good singers. But first, Anna and I talk about our Spotify playlists of potential karaoke songs. So it's on your list. Okay, let me look at it. My list is a funny thing as well because there's a, there's a, I've got songs that I love and that I do all the time and then I have a whole bunch of aspirational songs um, or I have songs that were aspirational. I tried them. It didn't work and it will probably never work but I don't have the nerve to like take them off the playlist. Um, this, is, this is like that Marie Kondo thing where you're just keeping the, <laughs> you're keeping these aspirational clothes and it's just emotional baggage. And you're just, you, know, you, you take the song, you touch it, you say thank you for your service and you delete it from your playlist. <laughs> like, and then this, just keep the songs that bring me joy every single time that I sing them. Marie Kondo, karaoke hour. The very first one on this list is When You Believe, Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey, which I love doing with my sister. And every time I do it with someone that's not my sister, I feel a little bit guilty, like it's our song. This is the Prince of Egypt song? Yeah, from the Prince of Egypt soundtrack. It had a great video because Mariah and Whitney clearly hated each other. But there was lots of kind of like awkward smiling and hugging. And they're always like holding hands and singing the harmonies together. This song, I think, seems a lot harder than it is. And there's a few crazy notes in it that my sisters can sing higher than me. So I always assign her Mariah. And I do the like... (laughs) Many nights pray, which is a good start. <laughs> and then she, like, I'm like, okay, well, I'm assigning you all the hard bits. Which is why I think she thinks that she's, that I'm better at karaoke than her. Where she's actually a better singer than me. I'm just really sneaky and I practice it so much. I know what to assign people. <laughs> what else is on this? Oh, I have list the total aspirational song for me. Listen by Beyonce. Like, I can't sing this song. Okay, that obviously wasn't me singing that amazing version of Beyonce's Listen. It was actually a young girl called Harley performing at the Way Station in Park Slope in Brooklyn. Today's episode is all about the divas, like Harley and Allie. So you better listen. Yeah. 
in New York, like you can fuck around and do... can we curse? Yeah. <laughs> Does everyone ask that? I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we in New York, you can do whatever you want. Like I used to use it as audition prep. I'd be like, oh, shit, I need to do this pop song for this one show that wants me to do a whole new song they've never heard me do before. Fuck you guys. So I'd use karaoke as a practice. And then in Connecticut, it's like you have to do like top 40. Mm. And otherwise, nobody gives a, f- a crap. And they boo you and they just talk over you. Not you, you, though. Never me. But yeah. everyone else. <laughs> Ali, you were invited in, invited in, I guess, to be... Because you're really good at singing. Oh, thank and you. And do karaoke. I do. Which sometimes isn't the case. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So on the on the drive here, because I drove all the way into the city like an idiot, um, I was thinking about, like, what could they possibly have to ask me? Like, I don't – I love karaoke just as much as they do, but I don't know. Um, and I thought that it was interesting that I am a singer and I do karaoke because usually people who – sing and do karaoke are assholes yeah they're the worst people at karaoke they're song hogs and they, they do show tunes that nobody knows ew that are so long ew and then they do like a duet with their bestie who's in town for the weekend he's on tour with kinky boots love you bye <laughs> and it's so annoying yeah. yeah we do all of those things except for i mean i haven't done like i hope you've all seen hamilton <laughs> <gasps> oh my god shut up uh, I want to. Can you do Hamilton? Alexander and Hamilton. Hamilton. Can we do him? Oh my god! I know. Oh my god! I, I don't. Really <laughs> I don't even know the Hamilton oh song. Oh my god! I just got so like I almost slid off my chair. Well, also you probably there was a loud plank noise Whoops. from behind you. I don't know what that is. Ali's but... breaking shit for Hamilton. So there's there's this. Even as a the good singer, you still hate the other good singers. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I'm more of the karaoke folk than of the good singer folk. Okay. I'm like a karaoke person who happens to sing well. I'm one of the good ones. No, <laughs> but like I don't, and I always get so excited when I see my friends sing songs that they were uncomfortable or like fearful of singing, and then they go up there and they're better than good singers because it's about like loving that moment and like having fun and expressing whatever it is that you want to express in that moment, you know? It's been so funny. So we recorded at Cobra on Friday. Mm-hmm. And just like when you mentioned about that, because there were certain people who I recorded and when they were singing, I was like, this is perfect. They're singing it so well. And then you go back and sometimes you go back and listen. And you're like, oh, that was really a bit off key. But you can't tell in the moment because they're like singing it so well. Like, yeah. or they have got such a great stage presence. Exactly. I love when you used to do Part of Your World. <laughs> and you would like shut it down at Pinebox. It would be like all these people singing like punk and four non blondes and like all this like, oh my god, I'm gonna emote on the stage and you were like ah, ah, um, Disney. And it was like, <laughs> but it was the best Disney ever because you loved it so I do much. Love it. Yeah. And it was like everybody stopped and listened because it was like your moment and we all agreed it was it was Anna's moment, that was it. Everyone was very respectful. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what song you would do that was like that. Did you have, like, a comfort song? uh, There's a couple that I would do for, uh, like, Don't You Forget About Me was, like, I felt it was reliable until, like, I heard somebody talking about this, and they said, basically, um, 
they read me on this. Like, oh, they, they were talking about like, a guy who was writing a pickup artist guide, and they said, oh, what do you think his karaoke song is? And so he said, oh, I bet it's Don't You Forget About Me. And he does, like, all the hand motions to, like, uh, when the rain keeps falling down. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess I can't do this anymore. <laughs> or you could just embrace it and be a pickup artist, whatever. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, well, funny, because every time I talk to friends of mine who like karaoke, but sort of casually, mm -hmm. and I talk about friends of mine who were actually really good at singing, they sort of are like, I hate those guys. Like, fuck those people that can actually sing and then go to karaoke because then you don't want to go up after them. But did you ever have people get annoyed at you for being really good at singing? Or no. you never had anyone comment? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think I did. I think in Connecticut, I'm. I have felt that way, but only from other good singers. Mm. Never from the people who are there to enjoy karaoke. You were one of the very first people, because uh, I hadn't been doing karaoke that long. I had only been doing it at Pinebox too. Like I hadn't been. It wasn't a thing that I did before. And you were one of the first people I saw. I was like, oh, like this is kind of like watching X Factor, like, <laughs> like, and not the like disaster people. Oh my god! <laughs> I hope you get to record me, and I'm just gonna blow it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, yeah. Or I'm gonna rap some Nicki Minaj. And that's gonna <laughs> like, uh, I promise you, it's really good. <laughs> just sing like the background. But uh, I did, because I think when we first became friends, I used to just, I don't even think we were friends at this point. I was just being weird. That I would write your name on the slip, and then I just put songs that I wanted to I hear you sing. that's how we became friends. That's how we became friends. Because oh, I'd seen you do, like, I think, um, I always forget it. Is it called I Have Nothing, the Whitney Houston song? Yes. So I'd seen you do that, and I was like, that was amazing. Like, I wonder how she'll do with Mariah Carey or Kelly Clarkson. And I was just, like, writing <laughs> fucking random songs down and putting them in to Sarah. Saying, like, maybe she'll do it. But I, I think I sort of... I think I did do a couple. Yeah. I think I did. I think that's how I ended up doing Mariah, because I don't think I had done it before. studied musical theater. Uh-huh. Where did you study again? The new school. Ooh, fancy. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, it's a big price tag. Yep. And was, so you said you started doing it at Pinebox. Mm -hmm. Had you not done karaoke with your new school crew? No, never. Ah, how never. come? Because we sang all the time. Because all we did was dance and sing constantly. It was just like, what I liked to do to decompress was to go get drunk. Or like walk around the city it was never to be like i want to dance i like i hated going to clubs no way it just felt very um it did feel like audition prep mm. when i was in school and like how long after the new school did you start to do karaoke maybe did like you need a break years yeah Three years. It was when I stopped auditioning like full time. Mm -hmm. When I was like, okay, I need a break from this. I need, and then, and then I craved like an outlet of sorts or whatever. And you wanted to just do it for fun. Yeah, I think the interesting thing about singers who do karaoke is if you do it long enough with the same 
group of people. I think that that's what's so special about Pine Box or that area or Bushwick or Brooklyn or whatever was that we were all just there all the time. And so it ended up feeling like a very safe space. Mm -hmm. And so people started experimenting with different songs and cross singing, you know, like taking on men's songs and stuff like that. But it helped me break out of my shell as a performer and stop me from only thinking about the divas in terms of like audition stuff, Mm -hmm. which is super boring, but it's true. Well, can you think of any examples? Of yeah, like song? I have I Want You Back in my book from Jackson 5. Oh, yeah. That's so fucking good. Yeah, and it's awesome. I do I Want to Be Your Lover by Prince all the time now. Oh, I haven't I mean, you. not just because he died, but also yeah. <laughs> because he died. Um, it's so good. Mm. But if you think about, I mean, like you could take an Adam Levine song and sing it normally like a girl and not sound like your balls are, you know, in your chest. Um. But you don't. Do you get that same community feeling in you know suburban karaoke or no? Well, what's the vibe I, like there? I mean, the same people go every week, but the same people try to outdo you. Oh man, I have a story. Okay, Yay. super excited. So I was managing a bar, and we instated karaoke when I was managing. On Tuesdays because it was this a is night why that we're scared animals. Yes, <laughs> so I decided to hire a karaoke guy, and we started doing karaoke. I mean, he had been coming in, but like we kept him on because I had asked. And um, we had the same group of people come back week after week, pretty much. And it was like a mixed bag. It was like loner guys who were looking to get laid, and like hot chicks who were there for free drinks and to like show off, and then. Other randos, like the people who were just there to have a burger and were like, what the fuck is Tuesday? Um, but I had, I sung a song one week and then I always wait until people have a few rounds in, like sing a couple times before I go. As the manager of the bar, I feel like it's not great if I'm like, my turn, my turn, my turn, my turn. <laughs> Because you could actually do that. Because I could do that. I'd be like, I have your paycheck. (laughs) Um, My turn. With the whole day. Just like flash it above people or like walk around and be like, nope, not you. Um, So I had sung a song. I I forget what song it was. I think it was something stupid, like a Sarah Bareilles song. But it was like one of those random ones that like nobody really knew. The next week, one of the girls that was there all the time puts it in first, sings it, and puts in another one of my songs as her second choice. So when it came time, I put her number one song as my first song, (laughs) and I got a standing ovation, and I was like, bah, bitch. That is the closest to Aaron Burr and Hamilton that we will ever get, and I was Aaron Burr, sir, in that moment. Because I do have a bad habit of take If I hear someone sing a song karaoke and it's really good, especially early on, I would like take it and do it another week, but not like to spite them. Or right, I feel like there. one's a pass. Yeah, but I started Two. doing "You and I" by Lady Gaga because oh, you used to do it. That's a good song. <clears throat> I also, I, I, I think it was "You and I." No, I think that that was the song. Mm. I feel like that was the song because yes, I think it was the song, and it's actually not that hard. <clears throat> I think no. you kind of belt it more. Yeah, I sing it like a little bit lower. And it's a party song, and, like, people get riled up. It's a good song. I think I had heard you do it, and I was like, that song was great, but I didn't remember it enough, and I also thought that it was a country song. Oh. 
And I used to always be like, what's that song? And I'd sing bits of it. And then one time I heard it in a Forever 21 or something and I shazammed it. And that's when I started doing it. I think you would move at that point. I'm sure. I couldn't even ask you. Yeah, because you couldn't, you should could have asked me. I does sound like a country song. We just talk about Nebraska. Nebraska and whiskey. I love whiskey. I don't so much love Nebraska. <laughs> Do you say the Jesus Christ bit? Because I, yeah. I always leave that out. It's like the only bit I leave out because I never... Was my daddy in Nebraska, and Jesus Christ? And I always just kind of let that bit play. Because I don't want to be like... Because <laughs> you don't want to lie to the karaoke yeah. audience. <laughs> That's my like, leftover Catholic guilt is that I don't want to lie about actually getting a bit Jesus You're Christ. You're still guilty. You still feel the Catholic guilt about it. I always substitute it for Brooklyn or Bushwick, no matter where I am. Oh, side note, if you haven't been outside of the land of New York, that is replaced. Nebraska gets replaced for every part of the United States that you're in. I did not know that. Because I just sing Nebraska because I right, mostly sing song. And I also mostly sing it in London, so I'm not going to change it to some random state. <laughs> you're not going to be like, well, what, what, Wyoming what's, what's, what's the uh, Nebraska of uh, the United Kingdom? Fuck, I have no idea because I don't really know enough about Nebraska generally. What's snowy? Cumbria? <laughs> no, it's it's like empty and farmy and I think, old. I think we have a, uh, a listener from Nebraska that's going to well, probably agree with us. Do you remember the first time you did karaoke? Yes. Mm, I was 18. I was working a cruise ship. And I think it was like my third night on and I did like a virgin. Oh. And my dad was there. <laughs> <laughs> and that was fun. And then I, because I was hired as a performer, as a singer for the cruise ship, that became part of like my, my job was to host karaoke, sort of. Wasn't really hosting anything. It was just making sure that people signed up and like. And if there was weird, awkward gaps, you had to fill it in. Had to. Never did. Okay. Yeah. I didn't like it. Wow. Yeah. On the ship, again, if you're working for that paycheck in terms of singing, like, last thing you want to do is sing. So you didn't love it then. When did you start to love it? Pine box. Okay. We Ooh. all have that in common. Was that Ooh. with you too? No, you loved it before Pine box. I, 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 I was a karaoke baby. I, I enjoyed doing karaoke as a child, and it was, <gasps> and it was like my my aunt uh, was like a karaoke host in um, uh, in Key West. <gasps> oh my god, that's such prime karaoke town. Yeah, I mean, there's there's you know, it's a lot of the Jimmy Buffett, but you know, <laughs> how many times you know, do you hear Margaritaville? <laughs> it's it's just it's it's one of those things you don't even have to hear it because it's like you're living it. I mean, it's just ambient. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your background noise is Margaritaville. <laughs> 
have some old guy's balls like flop out of his speedo. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, imagery. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So, what was it like growing up with karaoke? Well, I mean, it was it wasn't something that was always like a big part of my. It's not. It wasn't. The way I've described it is that karaoke has uh, replaced the uh, the role of the Catholic Church in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, but that was something that I didn't really get into it until you know until Anna until I started going to Pine Box. But uh, Pine Box should be a sponsor. Definitely. Le Pine Box shit. Rock Shop. Yeah, yeah, I think we should at least get ring tickets for this. Yeah, please. It was something that I had to rediscover, and like before that, I was. I had been like a quote unquote musician, but uh, I think it was something I realized that my my music I was sated musically by being by doing karaoke, yeah. which was um, in in some sense like uh, I don't I don't want to say embarrassing, but it was like something where it's like realizing that this was, all that I wanted was to go on stage and be kind of hammy. Yeah. I didn't want any of the other parts of the right, <laughs> like yeah, no, like I songwriting and touring, right, like like toiling over pieces of music forever and like touring and all the nasty stuff that comes with it. Yeah, you get all the fun. <laughs> so if you could only sing one song for the rest of my for the life? rest of your life, like on loop. I don't know why this would ever happen. <laughs> No, you don't have to sing it on a loop. But just but like every time I open my mouth to sing the only song. No, no you're, oh. you're you're at you're on a desert island that has a karaoke bar, but they only have one song. What song is it? Oh, it's going to feel so lonely. Yeah. Just like no, I do not. Look, follow. Um, if I could only sing one song, I. <laughs> no, as I'm saying it, I imagine myself singing this song more than once and I want to die. Um, I think I think I do want you back. Yeah. Because it would always put you in a good mood and there's something about that opening chorus or the opening... <laughs> no, but the bass line where it's like... Boom, boom, boom. Oh, I can't even think about it now. Hold on. Um... I feel like I should play it on my phone. Yeah. That's why we're not musicians. Yeah, there's something about it that like immediately just makes everyone in the bar like feel really good. Yeah. I would do, and, and there's nobody in this desert island bar but me, and that's who I need to make feel better. No, well, there, so. other, I don't know why it's your desert island bar. There's more people there, but I'm the only one allowed to sing. Yeah. <laughs> Is that my punishment? <laughs> Everybody else at the desert island also has to do I Want You Next. <laughs>
I think watching back is a, is a such a good song for you as well because um, it's it's a, a really tough song and it's really high and like really good, but it's not an obvious choice. Like it's not a diva belter. Yeah, it's not about showing off. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it is a little bit, but people feel like, oh shit, I love this song. I don't give a like, and she sounds good. It's not like this bitch. Oh, know? she's singing like she's belting Mariah again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like there was a limit on that at Pine Box. I mean, anywhere, really. I would only do two. The max I ever did at karaoke was like five songs, and it was when it was me and Lee Pilgrim in a room. <laughs> like, no one else. I also love that you probably, probably only time you ever went over your quota or your max of the diva songs was when I signed you up for them. Yeah, probably. Also that. But then you had an excuse. Yeah, but then I was like, it's Anna. She's making me. <laughs> so how do you, like, read the room for karaoke? I sit back and watch for, like, a while. I do one song. I'll do, like, a preliminary, like, let's get it started. Or, like, a fail-safe song. song, Yeah, like, an easy-going, like, chill song. I'm trying to think, like, what my break-in song. Oh, my God, for a while it was Fidelity by Regina Spector. Oh. Because it's so soft and, like, chill and, like, people kind of like it. People kind of know it. You start with something chill. Yeah. And then I let other people, like, wow me or other people inspire me to, like, do stuff. Like, if I see somebody get up there and do, like, I don't know. Who used to do, like, really crazy things? A pine box? Yeah. Um, Male or female? Let me think. Male. Male? That guy used to always do Toxic. Oh, right. If that guy was there, I couldn't do Toxic. Toxic was one of my fail-saves, too. Mm. I would do that as my opener. I think that's a good one. We were talking a while ago about that, like, good gap of time between a song being a hit and when when it's ready to be a karaoke song. Yes. And I think Toxic got past that after maybe a couple of years, like, five years. Well, yeah, Toxic is definitely, you know, it's... It's, it's karaoke fodder. Yeah. For sure. Um, I think, like, any, any Britney would, would probably be appropriate because, like, so much of that was from when we were in, like, middle and high school, so... Right. Right, and I feel like in a couple of years it'll stop being nostalgic. Well, it'll couple... be like Margaritaville, <laughs> or we won't be doing karaoke all the time because we'll be um, no settled what? Down. You can't okay, say that on a karaoke podcast. That's true, and actually, it's also not true. <laughs> I mean, if anything, your scene is just excuse older, so you'll be. It's like more of your friends. Oh karaoke. yeah, that's true. Actually, oh my god, it's like you're transitioning out from like young karaoke friends. You're like getting ready. Yeah. For late in life, character. <laughs> you don't even have to learn jazz standards because by then Britney will be. Yeah, I mean, just, no, we're we're just gonna keep singing the same songs from when we were in middle when we were like twelve years old. Yeah, and just like they'll, they'll get older and older and like, you know, I, I think the people who who really capture that. I mean, if you you've been when to karaoke when they there's like uh, you know, an older person who was singing a song that was like a hit in the. Like, oh, that guy, Frank Sinatra. He used to come in and, like, sing Frank Sinatra at, like, midnight. Oh, I do remember him. And then he would disappear into the He would the night. just do the one song, drop the mic, and walk out. And he sounded really Not good. drop the mic, though. Never drop never the mic. Never drop the oh mic. Oh, my God. Sarah Bowles will talk to you all about not dropping, <laughs> never the, dropping the mic. Never dropping the mic. On next week's episode, we speak to one of Brooklyn's best karaoke hosts, Sarah Bowles. We chat about a lot of things, including karaoke etiquette and hooking up a karaoke. 
Thanks for listening. Keep singing. Oh my God, I dated so many people through karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) Karaoke gets people laid though. It does in New York, not in London. Not in London. It's not a young person's game in London in the same way that it is in Brooklyn. It's, it's just like so much of old people, <laughs> kind of, but like in a great way because it's like all the old crooners doing like Sinatra and they're you, in their you think 70s. they're not hooking up? I mean, maybe they are. Yeah, maybe that fourth martini is just like... not with me. <laughs> Hopefully not with you. You, you just need a distinguished gentleman in your life. Uh, evidently, oh, just one. <laughs> <laughs> Karaoke Theory is edited and produced by Anna Keeley and Justin Falcone, with editing assistance from Eleanor Gray. On today's episode, you heard performances by the incredible Harley Fox singing Beyoncé's Listen at the Wait Station in Brooklyn, Ali Lopez bringing the house down with her rendition of Whitney Houston's I Have Nothing and the Jackson 5's I Want You Back at Bee Burger Bar in Glastonbury, Connecticut, and Anna singing Lady Gaga's You and I at the Way Station. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on Karaoke Theory.